Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Are you ready to go GMCC Racing? Fans running to the fences, side by side. Forge gets a better line. Trying to dive, bomb down to the inside. No, can't get the line he wants. Duvalo's in control. We open back up. Here comes Neil once again. He's going for the pass. Oh, bumping going on. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today, as always... Brandon White here, guys. What is going on, Split Line Nation? Episode 041. You ready to do this, Brandon? I'm ready, man. Man, weekend at the races. We got to go up to High Point this weekend. I mean, we Felt like normal life. No more more masks. No more... No more Corona, depending on who you talk to, but at least not at High Point there wasn't. Oh, man. That was a big crowd. It was. People were, somebody said on Facebook, like, oh, it didn't look that big on TV. I'm like. It was big. It was huge. It was big. It was like wall to wall. They spread out, you know, pretty good, so. Good bit, but yeah. It was a lot of fun, man. It was really good to be at the races. Great racing going on. We'll talk about that later in the episode. We got some special guests coming on the line today. We got Noah Clark, uh, XC3 rider uh coming on as well as devin masters coming on um both those guys are going to be up at snowshoe racing this weekend we'll be up there unfortunately we won't be racing but uh yeah so yeah <laughs> brain's shaking his head I'm shaking my head that beautiful bike back there is not going to get rode at snowshoe Got a bum knee, man. Got a oh, bum knee. Geez. You know how it is. Every racer's got a bum knee. <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> before we before we get too far into the rambling, let's thank our awesome sponsor, Guts Racing. Did you know that in 1985, Guts was formed in Northern California and since then has been a leader in seat innovation technology? Anything you need to improve your seat, they have you covered. Join the likes of Thad Duvall in the woods or Joel Hetrick on the track. These guys trust Guts and you should too. Guts. Yep. If you ain't got one, get one. That's right. If it had been a mud, if it had been a mutter this weekend, it'd, they'd have been uh, very helpful. Oh yeah. Uh, everybody in MX runs them. So yeah. So, uh, man. Hey, first off, who hooked you up this weekend at High Point? I mean, I'm just saying. You, you did. You hooked me up <laughs> big right. time. That's right. I was ready to. I was ready to go up there and to like get into like an Instagram war with you. Be like, <laughs> hey, your your friends down here and in the peasants and you're up there living it up in the Red Bull tent. But then I get there and Brandon's hooking me up with pit passes, Red Bull tent tickets, yeah. all you can eat food. <laughs> Man, I was like, that's right. Let's do this again soon. Yeah. <laughs> VIP access. It was VIP say? access. It was awesome. It's pretty bad when I was walking through and one lady goes, so how many armbands do you actually have? <laughs> Because you were handing them out to everybody? No, no. Because like when I walked through the pits, we were going in and uh, into the pits there at High Point, and the oh, that yeah. security lady. Yeah, yeah. Because I had like the Red Bull one, then they had the pit one, then I had my regular mission one. And yeah. She's like, how many? How many of those? Like, how many do they actually make? <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! No, I just got uh, unfortunately uh, fortunate as I am. We we got hooked up, so I hooked you up too. Hey, I'll take it. Let's do it again next year. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> Save the date. <laughs> so, um, 
do you have anything for has, has the bike been raffled off yet at no RG's? actually it's still going on thanks for reminding me about that <laughs> but uh yeah guys if you want a chance to win a 2014 trx 450r f- with a fly promo pack on it um get a hold of rg motorsports call in ask for Sarah, um steven or meredith and uh it's a hundred dollars a ticket and there's going to be 10 winners. Only one winner is going to win the four-wheeler. The rest of them will, I think, win 10 gift cards, $100 gift cards. So you have a chance to get your money back um, and buy some merch or something from RG Motorsports. It is for a great cause. It is for war- veterans and warriors in the field. It's actually, if you're hitting up the snowshoe, um, that charity is actually in Elkins, West Virginia. So you'll pass it. Actually, I was up there not too long ago and actually saw the truck sitting in Elkins that is for uh, veterans and warriors in the field. So great cause. Donate, call in, have a chance to win a 450R. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, they're all, they're almost uh, outdated. Uh, what would you call that? Antiques these days? <laughs> Listen no, I'm to jo- you. <laughs> I'm joking. Listen to you. Isn't it a 2014? It is, but. Uh, you know, it's a Honda, so... Yeah. I mean, hey, Yamahas haven't been changed in a long time either. No, but at least they still make them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess they at least still make them. Oh, uh, jeez, I'm just, I'm just cracking jokes already. Yeah, I, whatever, whatever. <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll let the audience deal with hey, listen, you. Listen, it's pretty bad when uh, Brandon Hogue just switches uh, to Yamaha mid-season? mid-season. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a little he, bit. He must not be able to get any more parts for him or something, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it could be a problem. So who knows? Jeez, that's exciting to see. Messing with audio stuff right now. We're getting a little static. Yeah, a little did you hear that? I heard a little bit of it. All right, guys, we're back. We had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, but we are back. Got it figured out. Brandon, uh, before we get our first guest on the line, let's talk a little bit about fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit of Pulp MX. We'll be doing that over there um, this week. High point. Um, J Bear 062 had the. Um, Man, he has a lot of points, 464 points. That's a lot of points. That Jake, is a lot of points. I mean, I wonder what he did overall. I'm not sure. Jay Groff, uh, 458 points. So those two were like right there neck and neck. And Screw then, you, Groff. And then, <laughs> and then number three, White Hair, 746, or 376 points. So, And then Mr. Cooper down there at the bottom, <laughs> ninth, ninth overall for the listen, weekend. Listen, listen, okay. I have a terrible excuse, but I, I was picking my team while we were going through the gates or, you know, in, sitting in traffic at High Point. And uh, it wasn't – I didn't get a chance to look at qualifying. I picked Jason Anderson. Just – like, I know, I'm shaking my head too. I can't oh, believe man. I picked Anderson. Like, I knew he was hurt. Listen, but, you're, you're like one of those guys down there at High Point. If everybody else is, was at High Point this weekend, you know who I'm talking about. Down there, hanging on the fence, got Team Fried written all over their back and, and marker with their shirt off. And I, you're down there with all those guys, weren't you? Well, but the uh, the one guy, Tommy Tenders, <laughs> which is like the Team Fried uh, video guy, he was still there. Uh, he was still there because he, he put a video out of AP. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We'll move off that topic. <laughs> let's talk about snowshoe. Snowshoe. And let's get our uh, guest on the line. We got Noah Clark um, on the line. He's going to be talking to us. Uh, you guys probably know Noah from his awesome YouTube channel. The guy just pumps out content. Um, and he turns out he's also a heck of a racer, too. Uh <laughs> 
he ended up finishing, I think it was fourth um, in XC3 up at High Point a couple weekends ago. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get him on the line and talk to him and uh, uh, see what he's has going on and see what he's going to be up to uh, up at Snowshoe video-wise and up there racing, see if he likes that, uh, likes that track. That rough terrain. Yep, so uh, we're going to get him on the line. All right, guys, we're back. As promised, we got Noah Clark on the line. Noah, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, no worries. Thank you guys for having me. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Uh, dude, you've been ripping this year in the XC3 class. And before we got on, we were talking about how this is your first year uh, racing XC3 and even racing a full schedule. So uh, talk to us about what it's like going in and racing a full schedule. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this year, uh, first year, like deciding to do the full GNCC series. Uh, in years past, I rode a couple here and there and uh, just rode like A-class and stuff. Uh, and then this year, decided to go full on with it and um, tried to decide whether I wanted to go on the 250 and like one of the A-classes or um, go to the 125. So just I've ridden to 125 a little bit in the past. So I was like, you know, the 125 is so much fun. And um, I don't know, can't beat the 125. So we went to the 125 and ride an XC3 and getting after it. So it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. And a lot of people know you for your YouTube channel, which you do an awesome job with, like between the vlogs and the uh, the uh, the videos, um, the GoPro videos, and everything that you guys got you got going on. Um, what's it like, like running a full schedule and then still keeping up with that thing? Because that's a beast of itself, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's hectic all the time. It's, <laughs> go 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 but uh i don't know i enjoy it i'm kind of one of those people who never never really likes to stop so <laughs> i guess that may be part of the encouragement of why i do it but uh i don't know just it's awesome to kind of engage with people and get to get to know more and more people at the races and stuff so yeah uh, yes. yeah so, yeah and I, I have fun with the videos and everything so that's cool. Yeah. So, what did you do before you? Since I know that you said last year you kind of ran a couple of GNCCs. What what other riding did you kind of do? Did was it just mostly just fun, or or did you run another series? Or yeah, uh, I ran the national enduros for two, maybe three years before that. So I've I've ran them for a few years now, and um, and last year um, was my first year in like the in the pro class for those. So, uh, 2019, I got the, the double a championship in the enduro. So, um, moved up to pro last year and, um, didn't do too hot. We had, had some bad luck, but, uh, it's all good. We had, had fun and stuff. So, uh, this year kind of still doing the enduros, but I'd say the main focus at this point is probably the GNCCs for this year. What, what's the big, I've never ran a, a hard Endora before. What's the biggest difference between GNCC and then in the hard Endora? I, I know like Stu and all in the grand, uh, you know, Baylor brothers run them and stuff like that. But is it more, is it more like, like tough stuff or is it just, I, I don't know. What's the, di what's the biggest difference with it? Besides the timing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the Enduros that I do aren't really, they're not hard Enduros. They're just, uh, it's all single track. Most of it is a lot, tighter than the gncc's there's you know of course no quads and stuff so uh they'll put you through some some tight stuff for sure but um other than that it's 
that's probably the main difference is it's pretty much all single track as far as the, the trails go. Um, and then obviously you got the, uh, like six different tests. So it's not just like one three hour race. You, uh, you race for say 20 minutes, take a break and then, and do it, you know, six times throughout the day. So. Okay. So uh, it's kind of like full, yeah. like a full fast sprint Dora, but you have more tests and stuff like yep. that. So, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 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 And we don't, we don't ride the same trail, uh, more than once the whole day so oh, wow that's so yeah cool. the when we're racing is the first and only time we'll see it throughout the day are you allowed to bike it first or uh no no nope, oh, i don't, I don't even... think you're allowed to to go look at it at all so everybody's coming yeah, in blind. That, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah so that's another you know big difference is you gotta kind of be good at reading trail and and picking lines and stuff so interesting i'm gonna have to try one of the one of those one day yeah yeah, yeah they're a lot of fun with with the brakes and stuff it it helps because you can get some snack on something to drink and kind of fuel up for the next one yeah that's why i like the full the full fast sprint doros because like you know you, you go do your test and then come back give like 20 30 minutes maybe and go back up and run your other test and then come back mm-hmm. and kind of talk a little bit and get get uh get all fueled up again and go back out <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> exactly like a better version of moto <laughs> yeah it, it kind of is it kind of is yeah. a little bit not six hours between your motos <laughs> no no you keep like you ride all day like it like it feels like you're just ride all day but really you're kind of like you come back and talk to the wife and the kid real quick and then and like yeah. you know see some videos that you get to take and you're back back out there again it's like you know it's really it's pretty cool that's cool so mm-hmm. no where are you out of uh i'm from missouri around springfield missouri okay um town my address is ozark um so kind of i don't know if you guys know where springfield and branson missouri are i'm like smack dab in between those two so okay. uh, yeah so yep. is then, is the uh is the enduro uh series that you run um are they m- more midwest or or uh the national enduros they're kind of i don't know they're more scattered than the gnccs are probably oh, really? okay <laughs> yeah they they go from, well, I guess this year they didn't have any in Florida, but uh, last year they went as far as Texas and then, you know, on the on the East Coast, of course. So, Man, so running that and the GNCC, you're spending a lot of time on the road, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is that is uh, one thing we do a lot is driving. So got <laughs> to stay busy with the – with the music and the podcast and everything so <laughs> you guys are you guys are doing a great job giving us something to listen to oh <laughs> hey we appreciate we that. appreciate that that's <laughs> our, our specialty is people that are bored <laughs> long drives <laughs> they, they have to be bored to listen to us no, <laughs> no um yeah that's the biggest thing with the, the whole riding thing like me and my wife we've been trying to figure it out because uh my boy's been coming up and we've been trying to go to this race and go to that race and go to this race and we're like you know, like I get off work on Friday and like we load up and we leave and it's like we get back Sunday evening and we're like, oh my gosh, I got to go back to work. <laughs> I just don't mm-hmm. get time to like no break at all. No break at all, man. During the yeah. week you're working on bikes and then you're traveling again on the weekends. It it gets pretty uh pretty hectic sometimes. So yeah. Um, yep. So what what do you what do you uh between your I know you have very 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 little <laughs> downtime, but what do you what do you like to do to kind of get away from riding and, and all that good stuff? Um, you know really anything with two wheels i'd say just the typical dirt bike kind of guy stuff <laughs> um um but yeah mountain bikes and stuff like that are a lot of fun and then um i used to do a lot of fishing but i haven't, haven't had 
too much time to do much of that here in the past, I don't know, while. <laughs> I the last time I actually went out, so I probably forgot forgot everything about that and how to do it. But um, I don't know. I enjoy fishing, though, if, if the fish are biting. If not, then it's the worst thing ever. It gets boring. <laughs> oh, it gets boring real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one, you talked about mountain biking, uh, and that reminded me of one thing. Uh, one part about your videos that I really like is the the race vlogs the day before the race where yeah. you're mountain biking the track and you're showing the quad stuff. I'm a quad guy, so okay. <laughs> I like seeing that stuff. And um, um, I like seeing, like, you know, what you're looking at throughout the track and, and kind of giving a course description. Um, uh, you know, is that what part of your videos is your kind of favorite to do? Is is it that kind of editing or is it the 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 race editing? Because I know you do a lot of editing too there as well. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's that's a hard one. Um, it's also different. Like the the race videos, I can kind of just pick and choose some cool parts throughout the race that I liked, and then um, just talk over it and stuff, and and make a video, and then the the other stuff like the vlog kind of style stuff is more like I got to be on the ball and on top of filming everything and make sure I get everything that I want. Right. Um, but no, I think, I don't know, honestly, the, the vlogs are, are pretty cool just cause you kind of get a look at more than just the racing. Um, but then the race videos are cool cause you, you know, you get to kind of go through my race and, and see that side of it so see what i like about your race vlogs um your race videos is the talking over the video and uh mm. like i guess you, you cut pieces out to kind of condense your race and then yeah. uh, like you know brandon he'll show even like when he makes mistakes or whenever he gets passed by somebody a lot of guys they would only want to show when they <laughs> when they're moving through the field yeah. but uh noah shows everything and like talking like if he makes a mistake he calls himself out on the video and it's really interesting to to not only be able to watch his races but but hear his um what he was thinking in that moment in that scenario so he's like the gary mm-hmm. simics of gncc racing <laughs> you ever watch gary <laughs> simics videos man like uh he'll like that's what he does in his videos like i've, I've watched some of his stuff and uh he'll like pick out a, a kid on an 85 coming through a turn and be like do not do that what he's doing or do what he's doing right there and stuff like that so it that's pretty cool mm-hmm. i mean a lot of kids out there probably watching his videos and, and learning from his mistakes or or you know learning from what he's doing good so that's pretty cool yeah hmm. yeah i haven't i haven't heard of him but i'll have to have to check that out for sure yeah yeah that's, he's more yeah, of a motocross a, guy for sure he's an older motocross guy but uh cool but he has okay. like a whole line of dvds out of like what he you know what uh like how to do things how not to do things kind of like a teach yourself with dvds of how to ride a motorcycle <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah and that's i'd say that's another big part of kind of why i started some of the youtube stuff was i had had some people like asking me hey what should i use for this or what should i do in this situation and so i you know kind of started there and and then just started you know writing making making fun videos and kind of try to help people along the way so maybe a little bit of entertainment a little bit of help and (laughs) and that kind of that kind of fuels it so yeah yeah so, so if XC3 goes pretty good this year, are we going to XC2 or are we staying back or? Um, yeah, I haven't, 
thought too much about next year. Um, probably as of right now, stay in XC3. Um, and then like kind of the only, only other option would be get a, like a 250 F, um, and, and see kind of where that goes. But, um, I don't know. I'm having having fun on the 125 so far. So and you're doing really good too. You're creeping up to that podium position with two fourths in a row. And then that last round, you were running uh, pretty close to, the, or at, you were running in a podium position for quite a while. The race, weren't you? Um, I think so. I started out and uh, didn't get the whole shot, but got into lead there uh, before we got into the woods, and then got past probably about a mile in and ran second for maybe half the lap um, and then shuffled back to like fourth and stayed there, I guess the whole rest of the race and had some, had some good battles and stuff, but um, kind of stayed in fourth most of the race. And then towards the end there um, was able to, to gain some ground back and caught back up to, to third and tried my hardest to pass him. He was, he was on it though, that, that last lap he was, he was not giving up and I, <laughs> Didn't feel like I was either, but he couldn't make anything happen. And I, get, I think we ended up uh, catching some ground on second place too. So yeah, we were. I was one second behind third, and then like twenty four behind second. So it was like one of those finishes. It was like I was pumped to you know to get fourth and kind of a one of my best finishes. But then again, it's like man, it stinks to be that close and not not get it. You know. So yeah. Yeah, those are always a bummer. You're so close, and just to get you know, mm-hmm. reach out and grab it. But uh, yeah, that, got snowshoe coming up. Yeah, got snowshoe. <laughs> yeah, so, I bet. Yeah, is it tough on a 125 to get around some of these tracks? Or I mean, a 125 is really fun to ride. Is you know, especially out you know getting on it. But is it is it tougher to ride a 125 than a 250? Or do you think it's, it has a little bit more um, sense of being smaller and lighter bike? Is it is it easier to ride or is it tougher? Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of like you were saying, I think there is like a little bit of a trade-off, uh, some situations, maybe a little bit of an advantage and then other situations, like if, um, you know, for example, if it's like slick or something, um, you know, some of those four strokes probably track a little bit better, but, um, you know, it's, it's nice though, because everybody in my class is on one, so yeah. Right. It's not a huge makes it deal, even. But makes it even. Yeah. yeah exactly. I was just curious. I, I was like, man, like I'm a bigger guy myself, so 125 in the woods is like <laughs> not happening. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe yeah. on a motocross track where I can get it out and get it on it, but not not on a not in the woods. I'd, I'm like 240. So. Cool. Oh, it'd be good. Just just hold it wide. Just hold it wide. <laughs> <open>. <laughs> what What's awesome though is is when we're watching the live broadcast and and you hear the XC3 take off, like, oh yeah, yeah. get those two strokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, those things those things are awesome, man. Especially when they're tuned oh. just right. And, yeah, it's, it's the best class for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are you ready for a snowshoe, or are you? Or, or I'm sure that's your kind of type of riding after riding those hard enduros and stuff like that. Yeah, I've I've never ran snowshoe. Um, I've been there one time, I think, but uh, never raced it. So it's going to be kind of all new to me and kind of figuring it out as I go, but um, try to talk to as many people as possible about it and mm-hmm. just kind of kind of see what their thoughts are. But it seems like everybody's like kind of has mixed reviews on that place. Oh, like there's some a, people are like – It's a love you know, or like, hate thing with snowshoe, Yeah, I feel. exactly. <laughs> you can't figure it out. So no. I don't know that I've really gotten anywhere trying to talk to people, but 
is because it's just like I'll hear one thing and then somebody else will be like, no, it's, you know, it's terrible. And then somebody else will <laughs> say it's the best race of the year. And I don't know. So I'm just going in, going to gonna look forward to it and have some fun and see what happens. But I think it'll be fun for sure. Let me ask you this. Um, so since you're a YouTube guy and you love making the, the, the videos and everything, going into a race like Snowshoe that you've never raced before, do you go on and try to find a lot of videos to watch of Snowshoe? Is that something you do to kind of like mentally train for it? Um, I have in the past uh, just to, I guess, kind of get to know like more like what the terrain is, I guess, you know, because you can't really – Right. Can't really judge everything off off of a video, but you can at least get to know like, hey, there's gonna be you know rocks at this place, or it's gonna be sandy, or you know whatever. So, um, and then usually you can maybe tell if if like the trail is gonna be tighter, or you know, or kind of a like a more open place. So you can just maybe get a general idea from it, but nothing like super special, I'd say. Right. Yeah. See, I know that I've, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos on, on tracks that I haven't raced before. Then I go race that track and they'll go through sections. And like you said, it's not, you know, they change the track so much from Mm -hmm. year to year, but there's times like I've never raced snowshoe either, but I feel like, you know, you've watched so many videos of people going through Howard's hole that once you, you do it, you're almost like, man, I kind of almost remember this, even though I've never been here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, shoot. So, um, do you watch any uh, pro motocross or anything like that? Do you stay up with date to date with that or? Oh uh, yeah. I, if you ask me who got whatever place, I probably couldn't tell you, but I, I watched some of it. <laughs> well, I, well I was, the reason I was asking because I know, um, ET3, Eli Tomac, one is one, the second moto pretty good. I didn't know if you thought it, if he was going to make a turn or if that was his, uh, or if, he, or if that was his luck or not, but I didn't know if you got the watch. Yeah. Point. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I, I watched it, but that's so weird. Like, how do you go from, you know, one extreme to, to, to just other. killing everybody, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know how he did it, but he is such a, seems like, of course I don't know him, but seems like he's, once he gets his mind right and gets in the zone, he's in the zone and, nobody's gonna stop it but yeah he was we were there we were watching him and and it was okay, like sweet. it was like a switch flipped um between second moto or first moto and second moto he was starting to like use like pre-jumps like little um little bumps in the track to like jump over like you know the rollers like after the quad he was a seat bouncing over top of that little inside roller and then he was using some stuff that it was just insane to watch it was like wow where's he been it's pretty incredible <laughs> it's pretty incredible to watch stuff like that in person yeah. but like where i stand with that class is it's like man that top 10 is so good that you could just throw them a na- or throw all 10 of them in a hat and pull out one and that could be the winner at any point in time yep. with those guys it's just, it's insane uh for sure <laughs> You there? Yep. Oh, okay. Right. So no, you're good. You're good. We were to make sure we didn't lose you. So, uh, do you do you ever do any moto for uh, training or anything like that, it, it, or are you always just strictly woods guy? Yeah, just here recently. Um, I'd say like the past year or so, I kind of kind of started doing a lot more moto, and like in January, kind of getting ready for the season and kind of off season stuff. I don't think I was in the woods for a solid like month or so. <laughs> it was like when I got when I got home and 
I stayed in Florida for a while um, and trained with some guys out there. But uh, when I got home, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to remember how to ride in the woods. <laughs> but, but I think it, it helped a whole bunch. Um, just like the, the intensity you have to have and, um, you know, there's so many more ruts and line choices. Um, if you go out and just practice at your house or whatever, you know, it's just you riding and you're not going to be able to get the same kind of training as, as you would a motor track and the GNCCs are, are uh, I don't know, just, I wouldn't say a motor track through the woods, but they've got so many line choices and so many ruts and stuff. The motor track is definitely beneficial for, for that. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I feel like, you know, in recent years it seems like that that the GNCC guys have really really focused on the moto end of training, um, and you see that across the board with bikes and quads. Um, and, and like you said, that intensity, I feel like is a main thing that you carry over from motocross. Like you know, Brandon and I, when we were growing up, we raced ATV motocross, um, and that's all that we did. And then you know. <clears throat> later in life we decided or I decided to, to go over to you know woods racing and stuff like that and I feel like I carried a, a natural intensity that helped out a lot and uh mm -hmm. like you said that's something that that you carry over from from motocross that I think transitions really really well into the woods um that if you were just strictly just a woods rider maybe you wouldn't be able to have that that same intensity yeah yeah definitely well, so are you guys? You guys both quad guys? No, I'm. Well, I'm a quad and a bike guy, but mostly bike right now. Okay. Ah, he's a bike guy now. He has a <laughs> he, he has a quad that's been sitting in the shed for like five years. It's not even been started. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I went from so, a quad well, to a bike. Man, it's tough. <laughs> gotcha. What would you guys say? Like the most difficult thing coming from moto to woods is coming from moto to woods uh, i would say yeah. the most difficult thing is to be ready for the um length of a race uh and to not burn yourself out um you know too fast yeah. that, that's probably yeah. that was probably my thing the biggest mental part would be like see like motocross you only have like what maybe four like local would be like mm -hmm. four or five laps you make one mistake it's like oh man the race is over exactly and, and, and i still right. even yeah. to this day um when i would make a mistake i would you know like let's say i made a mistake in the first turn i i'm in desperation yeah. mode right then because i still got that motocross mentality right. yeah. to where i have to go now if i'm going to make anything happen yeah. and i ruined a few races last year because i oh. just got i got too in a hurry too fast yeah, because um, and then, you know, you, then you see like somebody that you were trying so desperately to get around, uh, and, and you look at the end of the race and that guy ended up, you know, finishing first in the class and everything is like, Oh man, if I'd have just calmed down a little bit, I'd have been fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure that can help you though. To some extent, you know, being able to get through the pack if you need to, you yeah. know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. It's good and bad. It has its good and bad. And then the other thing for me was, um, getting to a bottleneck when everybody was just kind of like bottled up. I remember my first, like first, I think my first real woods race, I pulled up and everybody's like <laughs> just sitting there and then people just started passing me. Cause like, I was like, I was trying to like be nice and take my turn, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh -huh. um, I was like, what, what do you mean? Like you can go past these guys or what? <laughs> it was, it was funny. It was weird. But, uh, that, it, that was probably a weird, just different lines. And then knowing like, 
you can make a different line on the in the woods uh as long as it's you know in, in the in the conf, uh, confines of the track and it's it's a little different this line choice and stuff like that was my biggest change and then of course the two hour long race so that was yeah. pretty brutal so 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 is Stu Baylor going to pull off the win or or is or Ben Kelly going to give him a run for it at the end? Man, I don't know. He's <laughs> Stu's on it. That's that's for sure. But uh, you never know with those guys. It's kind of like we were talking at the moto. It's like those guys are both on on it. So oh, um, for sure. Yeah, they're they're both. Man, I, don't know. I feel like that's another that's another class that you just throw name in a hat. Throw yeah. the names in the hat and pull one out. I mean, those guys are all so good, and all it takes is 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 a bobble by somebody. But at the same time, we've seen Stu come back from some major adversity this year already, um, mm. and, and come back to either win the race or either, you know, close the gap by the end of the race. Uh, um, he, I mean, he's a scary competitor, and and it's yeah. it's what's crazy is is ever since he got on that Yamaha. You look at him in a totally different light. I feel like his interviews and everything, he's just like just this reeking of like of confidence. And and uh, um, it's pretty interesting to watch just the mindset change and uh, how he's been able to handle this year and last year ever since he got on that Yamaha. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nothing against the other guys, but like, he's just he's had something else that they haven't. I don't know if it's just his, his motivation now want to to get it done or or if it's the bike and i don't know but he he's definitely uh i feel like he's kind of been the, the guy to beat ever since uh he got on that yamaha for sure do, oh, yeah. do you feel like there's just like an insane intensity he has about him right now like even off the bike you just see it he's just uh yeah it, it's wild to watch um and, and i i don't know if that's what's carrying him or or what, but it's like, man, he just seems darn near unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's laser focused. He ain't, nobody's gonna mess with him. He's he's there to get it done. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So you know, we talked about your vlogs and how you talk about the the ATVs during the um, during the Saturday race. Uh, uh, what do you think about what's going on on the on the ATV side? Uh, I know Bryson Neal's hurt now and and everything, but uh, you were up close and personal videotaping a lot of those races uh, when when he and Walker were pushing pushing each other through the woods, and that's a sight to see, isn't it? Yeah, those those quad guys are something else because they'll be wheel to wheel and just rev limited the entire way, going going hard, and that's I don't know those quads sound mean too, so it <laughs> seem, makes it sound like the bikes are just little 50s going around but, <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know what it is if you guys try to make those things loud or if it's just the way they are they're just loud. We, we've they're, talked about this several times on the podcast we yeah. don't know why they're so loud either they're just loud man that yeah i don't know if they changed something uh in the head or 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 something but then the full quads are always just a little bit louder i'm i'm not sure mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do sound meaner though but i'm uh -huh. man, we were uh when we were, I raced up at High Point as well, and there was bikes that were started up in front of us, and uh, it was hurting my ears inside the helmet. And Brandon was standing here closing his ears, and I was like, "Geez, dude, this is insane." Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. 
So uh, whenever uh, whenever you're on a line, this is a question I have for the bike. Since they're not as loud, whenever you start the bike up, can you hear your own bike? <laughs> uh, no, not usually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I feel like especially more when the four strokes are around you because they're just so much louder than, than the two strokes. But um, it's, yeah, most of the time you just like feel it vibrating underneath and you're like, all right, it's running. We're good. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's, that's one of the tougher things is to kind of uh, depend upon the feeling and uh, of getting the bike started rather than being able to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) You you ever think about if they ever go all electric, how, uh, how, how GNCC dead start would work. (laughs) I think about, I think about that all the time as far as like uh, just motorsports in general, I feel like it'll be like a, a Debbie Downer almost. <laughs> yeah, like you're not. Yeah, the sound is half the excitement. I feel like. Yes, yeah, the, the, the smell, the smell of racing, the race fuel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, racing through the woods. Be like, hey, what's up? Can <laughs> <laughs> we so weird? Sound like an RC cars. There's a bunch of RC cars. Like racing e-bikes, yeah. wouldn't it? Pretty <laughs> yeah. It would just be weird. So you got a project coming up that you were talking about before. Uh, we jumped on the podcast uh, with Fuel Ministries. You want to talk about that real quick before we uh, wrap this thing up? Yeah, that's cool. Um, so the summer, I'm, I'm kind of living in Louisville, Kentucky now uh, just for the summer and um, doing like an internship with, with Fuel Ministries. And they do a uh, five-day instructional like dirt bike camp pretty much. And then they have uh, like Bible study, chapel service, and uh, and then like fun activities like going to the lake and everything like that. So um, yeah, it's a super op- awesome opportunity for the for kids and everything to hang out, get to meet new friends, and um, you know just just have a ball at camp and get closer to the Lord. So um, yeah, it's super awesome opportunity for for all the kids and and even me. I'm I'm loving it so far. So yeah. That's, that's awesome, awesome man. man. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, I've I've seen a little bit about Fuel Ministries before in the past, and uh, it seems like they're growing and doing big things. And it's really cool to see uh, such a positive outreach coming um, coming in into a sport that we all love. So uh, so yeah, it's cool to see that you're a part of that and uh, uh, going to that for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they went from three last year to like six this year. So. They're definitely, like you said, they're growing. So That's awesome. it's awesome, awesome to see for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, man. So, hey, before we let you off the podcast, we have a question that we ask every single person before they're allowed to leave the podcast. Uh, All uh, right. If you had to pick one fast food restaurant and one candy, what would it be? And you got to be careful with this question because, you know, from what we've seen, you can tell a lot about a person by this choice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, man, fast food. Um, it'd be between Chipotle and Qdoba. Does that does that count? Oh yeah, that de- yeah, that definitely right. counts. Man, I don't know. Between those two, I feel like between those, it's more like where you're at, and if it's a sketchy one or if it's a clean <laughs> one. You know? It's like depends which one's the better better location is the winner for that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We we uh, have two. We have one of each of of them uh, in our area, but they're pretty far apart. So yeah. it's like, 
I'm Qdoba most of the time because Chipotle is like 30 minutes away. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah whichever whichever one's closer, that's my go-to. <laughs> uh, and then as far as the candy goes, um, man, trying to get faster here recently. I've been trying to stay off the off the old candy, but um. I don't know. Something with peanut butter. Maybe like a... Man, I don't know. Reese cup. Maybe a... Yeah. <laughs> a lot of guys go Reese like cup the, or uh, peanut butter M&M's. The, uh, peanut... Yes, that's what I was going to say. Peanut butter M&M's <laughs> or the uh, peanut butter Oreos maybe would be the, be the choice. Oh, okay. nice. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's a different one. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, no, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, and uh, good luck to you up up at snowshoe this weekend i look forward to watching your videos and um i'll be up we'll, we'll i think we'll both be up at snowshoe brain is still kind of up in the air about it but i'll definitely yeah. be there my gotta, my boys gonna be racing in the well, you, you gotta go it's <laughs> you, you gotta do it <laughs> as, as long as there's no uh no race my son has i can't remember if there's a race coming up this weekend or not if we if as long as there's no race we'll, i'll be up there There shouldn't be you were planning on coming up when i was going to race it weren't you yeah, well that's you know i think you were wanting me to come up you know more like he wanted me to race it I'm like, <laughs> yeah I, yeah i wanted him to race it he wasn't all about it i was 1000 percent gonna race it until i messed my knee up at high point but uh he, he's trying to make me run my beautiful fc 450 rockstar edition through the woods is he, is he nuts <laughs> or what well <laughs> You gotta break it in. <laughs> yeah. See, he's yeah. See, no, you and I are on the same page. He, Brandon, over here is 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 still kind of stuck in his motocross life. Yeah, where I run GPS and moto mostly, and then I'll throw in a hair scramble yeah. once in a while. But <laughs> yeah, he goes to the hair scramble. He's like, "Are you sure there's no rocks here, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> is there any rocks, man? Is there any rocks?" <laughs> oh, so, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll be looking for you up at Snowshoe this weekend. Like I said, I'll definitely be up there. We'll see if. Debbie Downer her, over here will come or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I look forward to, to talk to you guys some this weekend, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure, man. So, uh, uh, like I said, thanks for coming on, man, and uh, we look forward to having you on the podcast again sometime. Yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll do it for sure. Just give me a call, and <laughs> I appreciate you guys letting me come on. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. man. Thanks for coming on again, and uh, we appreciate it, bud. Yeah, thank you, guys. We'll see you. Later. Yeah. All right, that was Noah Clark, and uh, one thing we forgot to have him plug was his YouTube channel. So it's just his name. Just search Noah Clark on YouTube, and uh, you won't regret it if you don't already follow him. Uh, puts out a ton of good content, ton of good videos, uh, very, very consistently. So that's the that's the key right there is the consi- consistency. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate him coming on. Uh, it was good to talk to him. Um, did he convince you to come to Snowshoe? I mean, I mean, we'll probably be up there. Uh, I'm just, I got to make sure, you know, I got to get the kid to, you know. I love his. giving you a hard time. <sighs> of course, you love giving me a hard oh, time, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. You keep talking about. Hey, I'll tell you what, uh, since you can't race the 318 this weekend, maybe I'll have to put my gear on and race it for you. I mean, <laughs> if you want to, I can prep it real quick and we can get it ready to go. The uh, graphics came in. Yeah. We got that awesome split line <laughs> sticker on the gas tank you, so you know you might not be able to run snowshoe but your bike can still run snowshoe if you want to run it brandon <laughs> you're the only person i'll let go go do it oh shoot that's funny i just come around he's like 
I ain't letting you on that damn bike. Bro. I would. I would. I would let you run it. Oh, shit. That's fine. I might be sweating bullets, but I'd let you run it. Lap one, please come around. Please come around. <laughs> Lap two, please come around. What's the worst going to happen? Uh, they make know. them every day. I'll bring the thumb throttle they back. They used like to make them every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little quad action, right? Yeah. yeah we not? got Devin Masters coming on the show now. He's a uh, uh, man. Long-time fast guy. Yeah. He uh, uh, is running the uh, what is it? A. The Junior A class yeah. and putting in some really good rides lately. Um, so yeah, we're going to have him on the show talk about his season um, in the GNCC, and then he also runs a lot of local stuff. Uh, so yeah, he's been uh, friend of the show, uh, listens to the show all the time, and uh, really fast guy on a quad. So looking forward to talking to him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, man. Um. So, real quick before we get into the quads. Okay. Who do you think is going to win snowshoe this week on a bike? Man. <laughs> I threw you on the bus. Already. I want to say, I want to say, I don't want to say Stu, just because that's just the easy thing to say, mm -hmm. even though, man, it's hard to bet against the guy. Uh, I'm going to go with Strang. Strang. Yeah, I feel like if anybody could come out on top uh, besides Stu, which you know, I'm going to give Stu like a seventy percent chance to win, <laughs> but I'm I'm going to go with I'm going to pick Strang because I think that if if anybody could be consistent enough on the mountain and make the least amount of mistakes, it would be Strang. So, who do you think will have a better ride, Thad Duvall or um, Lane Michael? Man, my heart wants to pick Thad. It really, really does, and I think I'm going to between those two. I think I'll pick Thad. But Thad has had a rough history at Snowshoe where he's been leading a lot up there and then all of a sudden you have a breakdown. Um, I'm still going to go with Thad, though, because you can only have so much bad luck in one year, right? <laughs> My God, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I'm right there with him. I've had the bad luck, too, this year. So, but it's Not it's on insane. his level, though. I don't know. That poor guy. Oh, okay, yeah, you, you've had some really bad <laughs> luck this year. Bad luck okay, too, man. it's been pretty bad. Yeah, I'll give you that. So listen, twenty twenty, uh, was it twenty twenty? Wasn't bad at all. Like I, I'll go back to the next last year when COVID was coming compared to this year. So. so, will the mountain explode if Thad and McGill win oh, this man. weekend? Oh man! So did did you see McGill's video on Instagram, or, or is that an old video? Which one? Well, actually, McGill posted. Um, uh, his towel with the 521 I middle saw finger. That. Middle he finger, said, yeah. Say he's taken back the mountain to Fowler. Yeah, and I did it, see that. And then I think he, he had uh, an old video popped up from like 2019 where he was in the water, and then he comes up out of the out of the creek, and then I don't think I saw that you video. Didn't see that one? No, I'll I'm have to go sure look. At I think it's 2019. That one, that one popped up, but, but he yeah. was leading that race too. I was there yeah. and saw him leading that one, and uh, he had a couple mistakes that cost him. I think he ended up finishing fourth just off the podium, but. Um, We'll pick those guys after after, yeah, after we, we talk, talk to Devin. It. But um, you know who are you going to pick for the dirt bikes? Oh man, um, you know, like you said, I mean Stu. Stu's going to be hard to beat. Um, but I think uh, I'm going to go with Ben Kelly. He's going to he's because he's got to make a he's got to make a statement before the break. Okay, because Stu right now has been walking. I don't want to say walking all over him because you know Ben's led most of the race at Mount Morris. Um, until like the last like five miles, I think. Um, but 
I think Ben Ben's getting there, and I think he needs to make a statement ride coming up this last mm-hmm. right before the break. So I think Ben Kelly is is going to is going to pull it off. Okay, you got two other podium picks. Um, I'm going to go Ben Kelly, Stu, and Thad Duvall. Ben Kelly, Stu, and Thad Duvall, man. Anytime Ben Kelly and Stu have been together, yeah, Stu's, got, Stu's got the best of them. So yeah. I, I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I think Ben, you know, he's had three weeks off since uh, since High Point, mm-hmm. so you know, got a little bit extra training in, and uh, you know, anything can happen up there on Snowshoe oh, Mountain yeah, for man. sure, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to go Strang. Um, I'm going to go Strang, Stu, and and Thad. That's going to be my top three. It, you know who I think, you know, I was listening to everything, and who might be the dark horse, and and that might be Grant Baylor, because mm-hmm. um, he he does really good in that technical stuff. He likes that technical riding. So lately, it seems like he's he he's been wait not not really waiting, but he's not started his his um, uh, strong strides to the front till later in the race. Uh, um, and, and if he could get that figured out to where he starts pushing towards the front earlier in the race, he could definitely win any any race that he lines up. He could definitely win. And I think once he figures that out, because like when we had Stu on the on the podcast not too long ago, he said that you know once Grant figures that out, uh, figures out the first part of the of, of the of the race, then he's gonna be a danger. He's gonna be dangerous. So um, you know, with that rough technical stuff, you know. Is he going to be able to bulldog his way through it? Because he's a big, strong guy. You know, you would think a, a really rough track would fa- would favor a stronger, physically stronger rider. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I said, um, I, I think he could be a dark horse this week. Um, so, who knows? And then, you know, you've got Jordan Ashburn. He's, yeah. all, he's always right there sneaking under the I mean, radar. He's been, he's been so solid. Yeah. Uh, he's just been a rock, just like last year. Um, kind of sometimes flying a little bit under the radar, but he's always there. He's always lurking. And um, um, that consistency, you know, is paying paying dividends for sure. Uh, so, you know, he's somebody that could always, like, you know, you look at the at – the, at the, uh, at the finish and there's no, no disrespect to him but there's times like you, you look at the finish and be like oh man how did Asper finish third yeah you know I didn't hear much about him during the race mm-hmm. but he finished third yeah so I like that that's pretty awesome that you know just kind of flying under the radar and um, I think he's like the diesel of of like GNCC racing like you know like everybody always called like Ryan Dungey the diesel like a diesel engine, like he—he's there. He's always there. He's uh, consistent, just and can Mr. Consistent, yeah. you know. And and eventually, it's going to catch on, and he's going to hit that next gear, and he's going to be strong. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree for sure. And then you know, if he starts turning those fourth and thirds into first and seconds okay. yep. consistently, watch out. That's going to be a tough guy to beat. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you ready to get Devin on the line? Yeah, let's get Devin on. Talk All right. Quads. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, and joining us now, uh, as we already said, is Devin Masters. Uh, Devin, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. We appreciate it. Hey, no problem, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's a pretty good honor to be able to get on a show that's been doing so good. So oh, that's uh, pretty awesome. I've never got to do anything like this. Well, thank, thanks for listening. Hey, neither man. have we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> host, we've never been on the show, but we host one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think at one point in time, um, I, I was 
somebody talked to me about coming on another show at some point oh, yeah. and uh um i was like oh no i got, I got nervous i was like oh, i don't know i don't know it might be weird not being the host of one so uh <laughs> yeah but uh it's fun so we enjoy getting on here and uh uh talking about atv racing for sure man so uh man dude i was just looking at the stats and and you're doing a really good job at the gncc this year uh in the past four races you've been on the podium and and the uh, <clears throat> in your class and every single race, so uh, you're killing it this year, man. So good on you. We love seeing a guy, a local guy, doing that good on a national level. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I've I have been on the podium the past few races at the nationals and stuff like that. But uh, the one that I wish would have been better was Georgia. And uh, when we were in Georgia, we went down there. Started out on a fresh bike for the season, had very low hours on it and stuff. And first time I ever rode it was from the truck to the starting line. Oh, <laughs> so it was, it was pretty nerve wracking to see what it was going to do. But uh, we get down there, we get on the line, and I'm sitting there, and uh, I just kind of put myself in the in the zone, as people would call it. But I wasn't focused on anything but the first turn. And I'm sitting there. Everybody else has got 24 volts and stuff on the starter. I'm sitting there with 12 volts. And Ricky throws the flag. And as soon as he throws the flag, I hit the button and the bike starts. Well, I'm running a bone stock motor on my national bike. So it doesn't have as much horsepower as everybody. But it does what it needs to do once we hit the wood. So (laughs) (laughs) um, we get to the first turn. And the guy turns sideways about... 30 foot sooner than what he probably should have. And uh, it, he must have caught a rock or something. He flipped sideways. And I just caught his back tire. And I went flipping to the first turn. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. So I bent up my steering stem and a couple other pieces. And I ended up riding the whole race with my handlebars, like, really crooked. And uh, when we came through on the first lap, I was 27. So, so I was way back. And... It was probably, I don't know, 20 seconds or more just to the next guy in the class. And uh, we ended up coming back to eighth there. So it would have been nice to be able to see if we could have got a podium there. But we ended up challenging an eighth, which I didn't think was too bad. But it's definitely not what we wanted. So as long as we can keep it consistent and keep clicking off podium finishes and stuff, I'm hoping at the end of the season maybe we can – be there in the points i don't know yeah for sure man i mean this is a uh you know it's a marathon not a sprint for sure and um um like you know you said uh before we got on the show that uh you know you've had a lot of solid races this year in the in the in the national series but then you're also doing a lot of local stuff as well which is you know helping your train uh train yourself for the nationals um and man that's a that's got to be tough to do for you know, a guy that, that, you know, you're, uh, the sport is, it's just, it's just tough to do on, on your own. I'm sure. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I work every day. Um, I'm an electrician in the gas field. So our schedule is supposed to be 50 hours a week, but it hardly ever ends up being 50 hours a week. So you end up working more than that. And I also got two kids and a house to take care of too. So like I got normal people stuff to take care of. And, um, my dad 
helps me out a lot with getting the bikes finished up and stuff like that. I've been trying to do a lot more work on my own um, just to kind of take some of that workload off of him. But he still helps out with getting, like, the major stuff finished up and getting stuff together. So it it definitely does make it rough when you have to go to work and balance everything in between. And, you know, it makes it that much more impressive, though, when you go to a national series and you compete against – I mean, let's let's face it. A lot of guys that that are younger than you, without the responsibilities, maybe that you that you have that 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 only have racing to focus on, um, and, and then you are able to show up and uh, uh, you know put in really really solid rides. Not even just in your class, but on a uh, on a uh, overall finish as well. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's it's cool to be able to do it. Um, I think one of the major downfalls is like it's hard to make time to work on the bikes and be able to train while I'm at home when I have to kind of keep that family balance going. Mm -hmm. And especially since, I mean, literally all we do is race. So if there's a race, we're usually there. And I don't even know how I still have a fiance around or <laughs> one of my kids with all the time we spend on doing this. But uh, the oldest kid I have, he uh, he likes to ride. He does some racing and stuff like that, but he's pretty into watching me. So he likes me to win the plaques and do all the work. And he <laughs> take the plaques and hang them up and stuff. But uh, no, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a little bit older when it comes to age and racing, I guess. Um, I'm 22 now, so I'm starting to get a little bit of age on me. Um, but for my first year in junior A, I don't think I'm doing too bad. Uh, I know, like, Jay Shadron, he works a regular job and stuff, too. So I don't really use that as an excuse uh, just because if somebody else can do it, then there's no reason that you can't do it. So I just try to keep pushing and see what we can do. But uh, we recently just got a uh, sponsor to kick in and it's uh Dolan's outdoor services um they're up they're from up around like the washington pa area okay yeah so if anybody's out there wanting to get some landscaping and stuff done up around that area you can definitely get a hold of them and uh they'll get you hooked up but they kicked in this year and they actually got me a whole set of tire blocks so i kept having problems at the beginning of the season with getting flat tires and stuff like that they got me a set of tire blocks and uh, they actually just paid for me to have a personal trainer. So that's definitely a big help. That's and uh, we just got started on the program. So we're going to see where it goes from here. And up to this point, I hadn't really been training all season. So the results I had was just going to work, coming home, working on the stuff, and not practicing, not training or anything. So we're uh, pretty excited to see what we can do, maybe on a little more even playing field. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, about, you know, we're both family guys here. We both like the ride. Um, and I always tell my wife all the time, I'm like, thank you for putting up with uh, long hours uh, <laughs> on the bikes. I know when, back when we were serious about running motocross, um, my it was uh, my wife was at my at that time was my girlfriend's last fiance, uh, fiance, and um, I used to come home at like eleven thirty at night, and she'd be like, "Where were you at?" I'm like, I was at the garage. I was at my buddy Bob's house. She's like, Bob's garage. She's like, uh, 
sure you were. You weren't there that long. You've been over there every night working on the bike. I'm like, it's what it takes. It's what it takes. It, <laughs> it, and it really is. It uh, Riding is, um, especially on the quads, man. I, I'm a bike guy now, but, man, when I ran the quads, like you had to – it was like every night in the garage going mm-hmm. over bolts, axle, you know, front ends, making sure the ball joints were good, you know, alignments. And it's just, it's, it's a full-time job, but really it's what it is. It's a full-time job. And it's, it's pretty impressive that, you know, that the guys like you um, can run at that, that stage and run full-time and, and still be competitive and keep up on the bike. So, and uh, man, with a new trainer, it, it should definitely help you, man. I mean, having a personal trainer is, is awesome. Oh yeah, I, I think it's definitely going to make a difference. Um, so like, like I said, we just got started on the program, so I haven't been doing it very long. But just from the short time that I've been doing it, um, I can definitely tell a difference. So like over the weekend, I had another strike of bad luck at the uh, locals. So I've only finished like two locals all season. <laughs> but over the weekend, we finally. I got two bikes this year. I've never had two bikes ever. So we got two bikes this year. I've been trying to run the not as nice bike at the locals and it's got stock shocks on stock front shocks and stock A arms. And, uh, it actually had a stock exhaust until just the race over the weekend where I, uh, I ended up getting a used Yoshimura and I put on it. So, so it's not very nice at all. It's just got the bare minimum. And, uh, we went out over the weekend at Rebel Ridge, and we were out there. Um, I was last off the line. That thing doesn't start very fast at all. So I was last off the line. Uh, Jeremy was in the lead, and Alan Blavis was there, and then Adam McGill was there. So we all got down in the woods, and they like got bottlenecked up and stuff. We all got free, and I just started picking off people, and I got up to second. So Adam was leading, and I was second, and... When I came through the checkpoint on, I think it was the second lap where I came through, I was in second. Um, it was like two minutes and 15 seconds or two minutes and 30 seconds to uh, Adam. So I was like, you know, he's, he's pretty far out there, but we're, we're going to keep pushing anyway. So we're out there riding, and the whole race, the bike kind of felt funny anyways, like it was down on power or something. And... Uh, we kept riding. I come through. They give me the white flag, and I'm coming through the field, and people are, like, cheering like crazy. Uh, I see people pointing, and I'm like, well, what the heck is going on? Is there, like, something around the corner here that I need to see or something? And uh, finally, I come around, and it says, less than a minute to Adam. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what happened to him, but that's way closer than what we were, so maybe we can make something happen there. And, uh, we got within like a mile of the finish and the thing blew up. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So I was like almost there. I thought I had maybe one local finish and then it blew up. So now when you hit the start button, it just cranks over and shoots flames like a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you riding but, uh, Suzuki? Are you still riding he, Suzuki? Suzuki? Yeah, I think. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I still ride Suzuki. Everybody keeps telling me I need to switch there. Yeah. Got to get on that blue crew. <laughs> everybody's uh, doing it man <laughs> everybody's, everybody's doing, it. doing it but they still love that suzuki geometry right <laughs> well that's what i said i said every other bike's so awesome they gotta take suzuki parts to make them better exactly <laughs> <laughs> man those bikes were if they if, uh, if they could ever get them back over in the united states yeah man, those things were nice those things were 
where it was at, and then they wouldn't let him bring him back over. But uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I think uh, the Yamaha is probably where you're going to end up. Everybody's going to end up on one because they're the only one supporting the sport. But so uh, we got snowshoe coming up. Uh, what, have you raced there before, or you, you're start, you're racing this weekend, right? Oh, I'm definitely racing this weekend. That snowshoe is my favorite place. I love that place. That place is awesome. Do you love it for yeah. the partying, or do you love it for the riding? <laughs> <laughs> well, so interestingly enough, I've never drank anything in my life. Oh, okay. Perfect. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, so when I was growing up and stuff, party scene, wasn't, that wasn't my thing. I'm Literally, I started racing when I was four, and it's just been racing ever since. Yeah. So, I don't – you'd think I'd be faster by now than what I am <laughs> since, you know, the only thing I ever did was race, but – uh no, I love snowshoe. Like, when I was growing up and stuff, I used to race Paul Coons. And when I would run my TRX-90, we'd go out there, and they never fixed the ruts and stuff back then. So you just run the same track a bunch of times every year. So I'd go out there on a TRX-90 with 18-inch tires, <laughs> and we'd have, like, 20 to 22-inch ruts. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up riding rough stuff my whole life. And then you go to a place like Snowshoe, and I'm like, the rougher and nastier you can make it, the better. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it's it's definitely gonna be a rough and nasty race. Um, um, you know that that track right there is is iconic for for rocks and all that stuff. And uh, um, you know, if you can master that one, you can pretty much master anything, I guess. <laughs> but what's it yeah, like? So uh, like? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So I just pulled the national bike out, and like I washed it up and. I sat it off to the side while we were prepping for the local race last week, and uh, I just pulled it out. And we went over it some last week, but we're going to go over some final touches and try to snowshoe-proof this thing, which I think is impossible. But if we can make it as close as we can to being snowshoe-proof, then I think we'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much, pretty pretty much, what you want to do is get what a lot of ground clearance as much as you can out of that thing, and and uh, hopefully it's not a muddy muddy uh, mess with this rain. It looks like we're gonna have a couple of days at, without some rain middle of the week, but then oh, it doesn't matter though up there. You get all that <laughs> snow melting off. It's it's always gonna be muddy up there. <laughs> oh, dude, it seems like it, it could be a drought everywhere, and then you get a snowshoe and it's still muddy. <laughs> like it hasn't even rained in a month. And there's still mud everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's a crazy. cool that's a cool thing about snowshoe though. It's 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 a it's a beast of its own. And uh, I mean, a lot of people, it's either a love hate relationship. And we just had Noah Clark on the line, and he was talking about how he'd never raced up there before, but uh, this is gonna be his first year, and, and he was trying to get a feel for what people would thought of the track. And, of course, he's a he's a two-wheel guy, but he was saying that, you know, he either gets people saying, like, oh, man, you're going to love this track. It's the best track ever, or you're going to absolutely hate it. It's the worst track you've ever been on. And um, it doesn't seem like there's really much middle ground uh, on that track. So it's cool to hear that you really like that track, and that's, that's one that suits your riding style from uh, – I mean, because let's be honest, like, you know – a lot of that snowshoe stuff, like we have grown up in that type of terrain, mm -hmm. right? Oh yeah. So, um, uh, I mean, maybe not quite to the gnarliest of gnarly scales that snowshoe is, but us West Virginia boys, we have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, if you've ever raced at mountaintop, you get you get an idea of what snowshoes gonna oh, be like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, yeah. I know they're not close to each other, but when it comes to terrain, that's about as close as it gets. <laughs> yeah, Mason Town's pretty pretty rough yeah. uh, in itself and all those rock beds and stuff like that. So I'm sure the biggest thing is probably the elevation change at Snowshoe was probably the biggest, uh, one of the bigger, um, what do you want to say, like, uh, I can't think of the word now, like, challenge one of the bigger challenges one, uh, one of the more unique yeah. things it, it, yeah because it, it, it probably has the most ele- i mean not probably it definitely has the most elevation change of any of the core any of the courses on the circuit for sure uh but like you were saying you know i've never been i've never had the opportunity to race snowshoe and unfortunately i won't again this year because my stinking knee but um you know up at uh, mason town last year uh, the first race of the Mountain State Hair Scramble, it was a muddy mess up there too. And a lot of people were comparing it to Snowshoe because of how muddy and, and, and rocky it was. Yeah, no, for sure. I ran that one, and uh, it, it was pretty bad. It was pretty muddy. When I came back in, like my back fenders were falling off and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Same here. Same here. <laughs> but it was fun. I, I like that I stuff. something similar to Snowshoe though. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, so. Qu- question for you. So, who's taking the mountain this year, Fowler or McGill? Oh, that's tough. There's a battle on Instagram uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. There's a big <laughs> battle on Instagram. McGill's calling out, telling Fowler he's taking the mountain back. So, I don't know. I did see that. I saw the battle. And, uh, I mean, McGill definitely wins with the towels. The towels were definitely oh, off. The towels, are, that's <laughs> hilarious. I love those towels. But if you listen, if you listen to our uh, podcast with uh, Walker, yeah. which that, that's been a while ago, yeah, we need to get him back on soon. Yeah, well, soon yeah. uh, but he he said uh, basically was saying that's not the mountain the McGill built. One more win, and he can't argue with the facts anymore. I think is what uh, uh, yeah, Fowler I, said. Yeah, Fowler. I think Fowler's <laughs> got him beat, or they're either tied or he's got him beat by one. Uh, he's got him beat by one. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, McGill's got him beat by one. There's one thing I've learned at this point, and that is you can't count McGill out when it comes to a West Virginia track. No, that's never, for sure. Never. That's for sure. I raced with him at all the locals. He's been coming to every local this year pretty much. And, I mean, the dude's just fast. There's no way around it, which, I mean, everybody knows he's fast because he runs in the front. But, like, if you look through previous years, even when he's had a season like he's had this year where, you know, he's he's there every race consistently, he still ends up pulling out, like, a win at, uh, like, Mountaineer last year in Beckley. Like, yeah. He won that. So you definitely can't ever count him out. He's always going to be somewhere close to be able to compete. And especially when you go to somewhere like Beckley or somewhere like Snowshoe, I mean, that's, that's his place that he thrives. So. Oh, yeah. He's really good. I think good if I had to choose between the two, I would probably pick Adam for a win. Yeah, he's really good at the tight technical, um, the riding really well. And even Walker said that because Walker uh, was talking about how I think it was him and, and Cole Richardson that had broke away uh, at one point during this season. And when they got into the tight technical stuff, uh, they heard another bike coming and it was McGill behind them. So, you know, this track – is right up his alley and as long as he can keep the bike together mm-hmm. who knows because you know that's that's been a problem for him up there is, is keeping the bike together because you know you could easily tack on another couple wins to his to his record um on the mountaintop if it weren't for uh mechanicals yeah no for sure he's definitely had some rough luck up there but it seems like he's either one or the other yeah. either 
way out front or he's had like the worst day ever. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what happens when you ride that line, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I wish I could find out what it's like to get those speeds, but uh, we're we're just not there yet. (laughs) I need to get some more stuff dialed in, and I'm hoping it doesn't rain too much because I know a lot of people are going to be riding 23s, 22s up there. But we ball on a budget with our program. <laughs> so when uh, when we go up there, we run the same setup we run everywhere else. <laughs> really? So, okay. I was expecting oh, you yeah. to say you threw, threw the uh, bigger tires on. Nope. We can't, can't afford to be having the extra big tires laying around and still be able to have the run flat and stuff like that. <laughs> So, See, that's the problem. It's not the tires. Set. It's a run-flat situation. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, the concrete is it's nice to buy the set of tires anyways just because I can spend that money on other stuff besides tires all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, we just run the normal 20-inch rears, 21s on the fronts. So that's what you'll see us on. But we are running those over tires. So that's pretty helpful and uh we'll groove them before we go so that way we can maximize the amount of traction we're getting out of them but uh we'll have the over tires on and then we'll have the sugar shack racing motor pulling us up the mountain so that'll be interesting i'm uh pretty excited to see what my stock motor will do against everybody else yeah so Um, you know you mentioned earlier uh talking about um uh Jay Shadron that's in your class. I mean, you know, when you line up with somebody like that, uh, that, that, that has raced in that pro class for a lot of years and then now is racing in your class, um, you know, is that uh, some added motivation? Like if you can get behind him to tag, to, uh, to tag along and, um, um, you know, really get a good test for yourself? So I guess there's like an ongoing thing in our class where like, Some of the people in our class aren't happy about it, like (laughs) him being in our class with us. Um, I never had a problem with it. I mean, he took off how many years of not racing series and then came back. And, uh, I mean, I don't see a problem with him seeing where he was stacking up. Um, I know he finishes really good and stuff, but to me, that just adds motivation to me to be like, okay, well, this is where this guy's finishing that's where I want to push myself to get to. So I think it helps me more than it would hurt me. Um, I mean, obviously he beats me pretty much every race. I mean, dude's wicked fast, but, uh, I think snowshoe being a live engine start is definitely going to be a help for me. So maybe I won't be so far buried in the pack. We'll just have to see what row I end up starting on. But I would definitely like to be somewhere close to Jay so maybe I could see him and then try to keep pace with him because I'm sure he's going to beat me in the long run, but I just want to see what I have to do to go that fast. So we'll we'll see where we end up on the start position. Um, It'll just depend on what row we're on. I don't remember what the overall points are right now, but I I think Jay should probably be in the first five rows for the top 20 overall in points. But I, I can't remember. I haven't looked for a little bit. Um, yeah. 
yeah, that starting procedure is pretty unique up there, and it's and it throws an interesting wrench in it. And um, and like you said, you know, I wanted to bring that up because we know that there is a little bit of an ongoing controversy with Jay being in your class's class. But you know, I, I really like the mentality that you have with that because you know you're not letting that um, dictate your feelings about the class. Um, if anything, you know, it gives you some more. Uh, fuel for your fire, you know, saying like, you know, I, this guy knows what it's like to run the top of the top pace. So if I can figure out how to latch on to him, you're just going to better yourself in the long run. And that's definitely the right mentality to have uh, for sure. So um, um, I like where your head's at with that. And, uh, uh, I, you know, you see this across the board with motorsports, motocross, uh, whether it be motocross, uh, supercross, anything. A lot of the guys, they say, like, you know, once you finally get up there and run with that guy or those guys, then it becomes easier because you understand what it is. So uh, I like where your head's at with that. Yeah, which, I mean, for sure, he's ran with those people before. He's been on overall podiums and stuff. So he knows what the speed is. So with me knowing that he has that experience, then that gives me the extra motivation to be like, this guy already knows what we need to do to be able to get to the front. So if I can get even remotely where I can see him to try to pace off of him, then that's just going to put me that much further up. So and you can't get mad about something that he's well within his rights to run the class anyways. Like he's not doing anything illegal. He's not doing anything he shouldn't be he's allowed to run junior a so why get mad about it when you could just try to set your goals to run with him instead of just throwing a pity party i guess would be the best way to say it i mean not not to be rude i guess to the other guys that don't want him in the class but i mean i just look at it as if i can better myself by catching him then why not do it um and all it could take is, 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 you know, if you finally get a chance to see his rear grab bar and, and, and latch onto it. And, and that could, that could, you know, a, a race like that could change your entire season or your career even and elevate you that much for, further uh, to get to run the pace with somebody like that. Because, you know, when we had McGill on, he talked a lot about how his dad would force him to run in the higher classes that was out of his age group, out of his skill level. And, you know, I would say that attributes to who he is as a racer now. So you got the right mindset when it comes to running with a faster guy uh, that, that is in that class. And um, the only thing I feel that it could do for your racing is, is pull you up to the front with him. Yeah, no, for sure. So, like, my dad did the same thing with me as what Mark did to Adam. Like, my whole career when I was coming up, if I started getting to where I was in the front of the class, he just automatically moved me to the next class. So we did that all the way up until I was 15. And then when I was 15, I just went to the pro class. And um, we've been running there ever since the locals. And then I used to run XC2 when I was a little bit younger. And uh, I ended up having a kid when I was like 16. So it was pretty rough. And, um, you know, I finally graduated high school and I got a little bit better job where I could afford to buy like a little more stuff for the bikes and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I missed the season because we tried doing our own race series and that didn't work out because we weren't getting enough people. And I was like, you know, 
I can't get my youth back, so I want to go back into racing full bore and see just how far I can make it. So that's where we're at this year. Um, we ran LJ last year, had some good finishes, but we had a lot of breakdowns. So this year here is like the year where I'm actually setting to see where my speed is. And uh, my plan is I want to make myself – to the speed where by the time I'm 25, I can uh, try to run XC1. So I know there's a pretty big goal, but if you don't set your goals high, then you're never going to get to where you want to be. So my goal is by the time I'm 25, which gives me two more years um, to try to run XC1. And like I said, my fiance is completely behind me. My dad helps me out. Um, we don't have a lot of major sponsors, but we have like Sturdivant Racing. We have um, Dolan's Outdoor Services. We have some other guys that we actually race with that are competition with us, but will still help us get parts and stuff on the weekends. Or sometimes we'll like rip a part off their bike just to make sure I can get stuff on my bike. Um, but uh, like Johnson Dunk Customs is a shop right down the road from me. They do fabrication work and stuff. So like a lot of times we don't have money to buy stuff we'll just take the broken stuff to him and he'll fab it back up and make it work. And, uh, they don't charge me anything for that. So, um, we definitely have people that help. They're just not super huge companies that are doing it. So really I'm out here racing on the backs of people that are doing the same thing as me every week. You know, they're race to race and paycheck to paycheck people that feel I may have a chance of doing something, so they try to help me out. Um, so I, I really just I want to push myself as far as I can go, so that way the help that they're giving me isn't for nothing. Um, I had a guy tell me once, which I don't see myself this way, but uh, I had a guy tell me at one of the locals, you know, he said, I may not have the factory sponsors, I may not have the big sponsors that everybody else has, but being the working class person that I am and a family man that I am, like that helps people want to see me do better. And he said that he kind of looked at me as like the people's champ. So I've never won a championship in my life, but he said that that gives hope to the other people that are doing the same thing that I'm doing every week when I can put in a solid finish. So I'm trying to do the best I can and Hopefully with the personal trainer, and we're trying to get the bikes better and better every week. Um, we've been adjusting suspension and stuff like that, which we've never done before. I usually just throw shocks on there, and whatever it is is what it is. So we've been trying to do better. Servants have been working on adjusting my suspension for me. They've been helping me get parts, um, shutter shack cycles, which is Rodney Taylor. Um, so if anybody needs any motor work done, then get a hold of Rodney Taylor on Facebook and. Uh, He'll help him out. He does super cheap work, and he's, like, the best in the business. He'll go through my motors literally with a magnifying glass and check for cracks on my gears and stuff when he tears them apart and puts them back together just because we don't have money to buy new stuff. So he'll go through everything. And I feel bad sometimes because, like, over the weekend, my motor blew up, and, like, his name's on the motors, but we don't have – the money to just go throw new parts in it. So he's just using the best used stuff that we have and uh, he's still making it work. So 
as long as we can keep putting in the national finishes, I think that'll that'll help us uh, maybe gain some sponsors for next season, hopefully. But my goal coming into this season was run Junior A, see where we can finish there, and then hopefully move back to XC2 next year. And then the following year, I would like to go to XC1. Yeah. Um, that's just, I know those are goals, so you might not reach those, but... If you have in your head that you're not going to reach them, then you probably won't reach them. So as long as I can keep it in my head, like, I know where I want to go and believe that I can run those speeds, then I think we might be able to do it. Well, you look at uh, um, what I really like about your story is, is you, you, you know, you talk about the struggles and the, the, the piecing bikes together and, and the – the you know basically racing on on a on a strict budget um that's 90 percent of the people i think out that's there. the heart of gncc racing and to see you doing it at such a high level is inspiring and i agree with that guy you know talking about you know um the working class guy uh that you are and 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 how it's easy to root for you because of that and uh that's you know that's one of the main reasons why you know, we wanted to have you on this podcast because, you know, you are uh, like the heart of the GNCC nation when it comes to, to stuff like that. But on a bigger scale, Brandon, you know, you look at like, let's look at uh, like like motocross and supercross, for instance. And you see the, the guys that came up that weren't given a lot of opportunity as far as uh, the best bikes, the best the best equipment, the biggest sponsors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's trending into where those guys are ending, are becoming your champions uh, of the sport. Like you look at Cooper Webb, you look at uh, 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 Justin Cooper, those guys, and it seems like it creates like a tenacity in them, uh, like a hard worker tenacity. So you know, when, when, and I have no doubt that that you will, when you do get bigger sponsors, uh, you'll still have that same work ethic, and it'll just propel you that much further into your career and into a higher level of racing. So, uh, yeah, dude, you got our support, so we're uh, we're uh, on the Team Sugar Shack for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's like like you said, you know, and, and uh, we've both been there. Um, you know, ATV racing never really gets um, a lot of support. Um, usually the guys that do get the, the support are, are, are running really, uh, you know, XC1, XC2, um, high, uh, a class guys. Um, and there's just not a lot of money out there right now, but I tell you what, the way the industry is going, they should start giving it back a little bit cause it's been crazy, but, uh, um, it's tough. It's tough to be, uh, to, a lot of people doesn't realize or don't have a quad or don't race at all. You'd be surprised how much, you know, set of wheel, you set of tires is what 500 bucks yeah. and you know, shocks. So I get, I get overs for, um, 300 bucks is what you can get over for. You can go to Amazon and get them right now for all four for 300 bucks. And the thing I like about that is like they get money back to the amateurs, even at the local races. So like if you run overs, even if you run a local series, they'll give you money back for finishing top three in even like a B class or like a senior or a vet class. So that definitely helps out. That's why I switched to over tires is because I'm not having that great of finishes at the locals, even though I could win some money back at the locals. But at the nationals, for sure, I can uh, recoup some of the money back to get more tires. So that definitely helps out. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wish I had, though, was uh, I 
would like to have another set of Walsh A-arms and a set of front shocks for the local bike. So that way they can be almost identical. So when I'm going back and forth, it's not as much of a change between the two. Yeah, but, I was uh, going to ask you about that. I bet you, you know, uh, there's a big difference in between bikes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so usually once you ride stock or once you ride like nothing like something other than stock, you don't want to go back to stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I've ran Ars Effects and Hauser. And so I, n- I never buy new stuff. I always buy used stuff. But I've ran like I've bought used stuff off of other people. And I've ran Ars Effects and Hauser. And I ran the stock stuff, but nothing compares to the Walsh front end. So that uh, putting that on there alone made a huge difference. And then, um, you know, it's just little stuff here and there, stupid stuff that can break that you don't have money to put in every week that usually ends up beating you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And then when you're talking about maintaining two bikes rather than one, that's a – you know, I mean, I, I maintained one bike for a full Mountain State hair scramble season last year, and that was enough for me. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, I can man, only it, imagine, it definitely too. Gets tough. <laughs> it's definitely tough. Um, the main thing is, though, is I just want to make sure I give myself the best chance possible to get to the front. So if I have any chance of making it, I definitely need to have two bikes. So even if I'm not racing both bikes and I'm only racing one bike, I still want to be able to practice. So I'm hoping we can get the motor fixed in the other bike and I can actually start practicing some in the evenings since it's getting darker later. And uh, I think CTOM will make a huge difference. Um, I think that actually would make the biggest difference. And then with the training and stuff like that, I'm hoping that really picks up the pace. But for now, we're just going to keep going with what we got and see where we can keep going to. And like my dad always told me, he said, you know, you've spent a whole lifetime racing and being in the place that you're in, always being the underdog and always trying to come from under everybody else. He said it only takes one ride for somebody to see you and be able to get your shot. So that's all I'm doing. I'm just chasing that one shot to be able to make it. He's right, man. That's that, that's what it takes. It and and you know, like we talked about earlier with with you know following Jay around. If you could get a good rod and 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 run his pace, and then heck, you know, put a pass on him at some point in time. Uh, I mean, that's all it takes is 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 to have that rod, and you're not far from it, dude. So, yeah, we're definitely behind you, and uh, uh, we're happy to have you. We're happy to have had you on the podcast today and and hear your story. I think it. I think a lot of the GNCC nation. Uh, we'll be able to relate to your uh, story. So uh, uh, we, yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I know you guys do a lot of riding and stuff on the weekends and um, stuff like that. So if you guys ever want to get together, you can just uh, hit me up. We can do some riding and 
that'll help everybody. Help me get a little bit of seat time. Help you guys get some seat time. So. Yeah, for sure, yeah, man. For we'll, sure, we'll, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to stay out of your way. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys probably push me out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, hey, Devin, thanks again for coming on the podcast for sure. We appreciate your time today. Uh, but we, before we let you get off here, we got to ask you one question. And if you listen to the podcast, you know what's coming. If you have to, if you only had one fast food restaurant and one uh, uh, candy to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? All right, so I know my fast food is not going to sound real original here because almost everybody says it, but it's Chick-fil-A. Yep. <laughs> and candy. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I like some Hershey bars and, like, peanut butter. Okay. I, you, ever, you ever tried that? No. You just no. Take a regular Hershey bar, dip okay. it in some peanut butter, and eat it that way. It's pretty awesome. Huh. So I would probably say it's that. But uh, as of recently, um, Joy's been yelling at me when I've been trying to eat junk food and stuff. So <laughs> I've been slacking off some. As I say, the, you got to hurry up and get it in for the personal trainer starts finding out. <laughs> yeah. So. Chick-fil-A and Hershey bars with peanut butter. Oh, you can't go wrong with Chick-fil-A, though. Everybody loves a good Chick-fil-A. Oh yeah, it's like pregame for every race. There you oh, go, yeah. there you go, man. So, hey, Devin, thank you, thanks again for coming on the podcast, man. We appreciate your time today, and uh, uh, like I said, your story is a story that a lot of GNCC guys can relate to, and uh, but to hear you doing it at such a high level is uh, is you know encouraging and, and awesome to hear for sure. Well, I appreciate the support from you guys, and I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Maybe I can come back on later with some better results or something, and uh, we can talk some more. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll, uh, we'll look for you up at Snowshoe this weekend. We'll be walking around. Okay, sounds good. All right, man. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. All right, bye. bye. All right, guys. That was Devin Masters. We appreciate him coming on, and uh, – Dude, awesome story he has. Yeah. It really represents the heart of uh, GNCC Nation, like we said. And, uh, I mean, kind of reminds me of when we were his age when, yeah. um, I mean, uh, you know, I used to have a whole pack of zip ties <laughs> <laughs> on my bike and pulling it together. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I remember those days for sure, for sure. So, But th- I never was at that high of a level racing, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know. A class at Pyramid wasn't too high, was it? <laughs> no, <laughs> just me and you battling each other most of the time. But uh, man, um, who do you got? Real quick, we got you know we don't got much time left on the podcast. What, who are you gonna wrap it up? Or I'm sorry, who are you gonna have the po- on the podium this weekend at oh, the ATVs? Man. Uh, all right, I'm gonna give Fowler some motivation if he's listening. Uh, McGill's gonna win this weekend. Oh, so Fowler, there you go. There's your motivation, buddy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Walker Fowler gets second and Hunter Hart in third. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to go, uh, just to be different and not just be different. I think Walker's going to win. I think Walker's going to, uh, take it home this weekend at snowshoe. And I, but I think McGill's going to be right there too. Yeah. I think McGill's going to end up finishing yeah. second and, and, uh, Hunter in third too. I think, you know, I tell you what, Hunter, can run, the pace. Can, can run the pace yeah. for sure. Yeah. So um, I look to see, uh, you know, uh, I look to see not a full runaway by Walker. I think it's going to be yeah. a closer race than, I, than than what has been up there in the past. The rain uh, is coming down. The rain is coming down. If you guys can hear it, it's pouring outside right now. But, Sorry about uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to have to wrap this, that, this puppy up. But, uh, yeah, if McGill can get a start and get out front and keep it together, I uh, – 
I don't see why um, he wouldn't have a very good chance to at least be up on the box. Um, but, you know, but Walker Fowler's definitely a hard guy to beat. Um, <laughs> a little bit, huh? Just, just a little bit. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, those are the three guys that I think um, – and, you know, Cole Richardson, if he can get a decent start to uh, – and, man, there's just there, – it could be anybody because Jeremy McClure, you know, rides that stuff pretty well too. So, um, it's – it could be anybody's race, but uh, I think McGill will end up having a good race. If he doesn't, he'll be, uh, you know, something will happen to him. So yeah, it's he's either going to finish on the podium or a mechanical something because he's going to go for it. You can tell by the uh, yeah by the uh, he wants it. Yeah, he wants it for sure. So uh, real quick, let's let's uh, let's let everybody know that um, uh, ATV motocross last oh, yeah. weekend. Uh, yeah, Chad Weenan. Chad Weenan went 1-1. One, one, one. One. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I did not. I don't think anybody And did. he retook the points lead as well. Yeah. So uh, that battle's not over for the season uh, by any stretch. And then if you guys didn't hear, uh, Brandon Hogue switched from Honda to Yamaha midseason. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty wild as well. Watch start winning now. Uh, and I believe, yeah. <laughs> did, did Wesley Wolf uh, finish on the podium? You know, I, I think he did. He I think it, he did. So yeah. that's his second career podium in third place. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to him. Uh, we Max, won't. Max Lindquist made a made a good comeback this week. Uh, I think he finished fifth or fourth overall. Yep. Um, right there off the podium as well. So he, you know, after the bad the bad weekend he had the last race, so he rebounded really well. So. Yep, for sure. And then uh, Brandon, we were up at High Point this weekend. Man, yep. that was some good racing. We won't really go into the only thing I got to say is is. Et three back? No, he's not back. No, oh, I don't know. I think you'll see flashes. I mean, we saw flashes of that last year, and he wasn't back. It takes confidence, you know how it is. Even I mean, the way he, if he rides like he did in that second medal the rest of the year, these guys. I will say, watching him, these watching him uh, uh, hop over that uh, yeah. that that inside roller after the quad. Yeah, he's he watching was, it in person was incredible. Yeah, because the the bump. You couldn't even barely see it. From there, I didn't see anything. There was like a little piece of dirt, and he was just bunny hopping. Over yeah, it, it was it was wild. It was wild for sure. So uh, let's bring on snowshoe, man. Let's bring on snowshoe. And is there a better song? No, to go out on. Ever. West Virginia. Okay, we won't ruin it for you guys. guys. Later, peace. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia.
day.